0: Doug Terrell, History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Monday, the second day of January 2022. Don't go to the mailbox today, folks. This is the observed holiday. Another group that was outside of the Roman Empire was the Almany. Occupying southern present-day Germany, they fought several times with Roman armies in 366, they crossed the Rhine River and invade the Roman Empire. For reference, the Franks were in northern Germany. For centuries, it has been common that royals will often take different names when they ascend to the throne. Since 533, the same has been true of the popes. Mercurius became pope on this day and takes the name Pope John II. He's the first pope to do so. Natives attacked settlers in the Northwest in 1791, now southeastern Ohio. Known as the Big Bottom Massacre, it is the first attack in a three-year running battle between natives and settlers in the Old Northwest. In the late 19th century, John D. Rockefeller's Standard Oil was the high-tech mega corporation, larger for the time than Microsoft, Facebook, and other companies that have been highly successful in the computer boom. In 1863, Rockefeller understood that the issue with much of the lamp oil being sold to light homes was a differing quality and contained varying amounts of more volatile compounds. To work safely, lamp oil needs to be an oil and not light and flashy like gasoline. Refining techniques were still crude. Rockefeller saw this and improved the methods and created a standard oil, uniform across the country and refined to be much more safe. The product was widely popular and the company grew from a two-man operation in 1863 to a massive company 18 years later. In 1882, Standard Oil Company is organized as a trust to skirt anti-monopoly laws. John Hay was what we would call a career politician except he was never elected to public office. But he had held staff and appointed offices at the highest level since the Lincoln administration. At the age of 62 years old, in 1900, he was Secretary of State under President William McKinley. He proposed an open-door policy with China. China had been off and on with their relations to the outside world. For decades of time, they walled themselves off from the West and all outsiders. They were warming up again, and there was a fear that European countries would carve up the country, much like was happening in Africa. Illinois topography is quite unique. Along the eastern border, there is a ridge that is a small continental divide. In Chicago, it is a divide between the Great Lakes and the Mississippi River drainage. Almost within walking distance, rivers will flow either east or west. When waterways were the primary mode of transportation, several rivers in the area drained towards Lake Michigan and some towards the Mississippi. One of these, and most likely all of them, were also sewage conduits, taking Chicago's sewage to Lake Michigan. Chicago pumps its raw water from the lake also. Not a good plan. Civil engineers devised a plan to build a system of canals, dams, and locks to reverse the flow and redirect the flow inland where it could more effectively be treated. The new canals also improve the navigability of water traffic. On this day in 1900, the Chicago Canal opens. January is hardly the best time of the year to celebrate Willis Carrier, but the 30 year old receives a patent for the first air conditioner on this day in 1906. Carrier's first design was more of an air filtering device that used a fine mist to take particulate matter out of an airflow but the addition of heat or cooling by any means could also control the temperature and humidity. Barry Goldwater, a five-term senator from Arizona and 1964 presidential candidate, was born in Arizona territory in 1909. Goldwater was known as a staunch fiscal conservative and a springboard for Reagan's 1980 victory. On social issues, he was much more a libertarian. The thing to note is in the 1964 campaign, he suggested that Social Security was in need of an overhaul. His opponents turned this on him, claiming he wanted to take your money away. The exact fear tactic that is still employed today. It is a fear tactic, plain and simple. 1920, responding to global fears of communism caused by the Russian Revolution, U.S. Attorney General A. Mitchell Palmer Authorizes raids across the country on Unionists and Socialists. Recent immigrants from Italy and Eastern Europe were the primary targets. While there were several thousand arrested, only a small number were deported. The Department of Justice had arrest powers, but the Department of Labor was the one to deport, and they did not agree with Palmer's tactics. Niagara Falls is one of the top natural tourist destinations in North America. French explorer Robert LaSalle was the first European to visit the falls in 1669. The falls have a natural tendency to erode as the water slowly washes away softer rock below. Some believe the two falls were one a millennia ago. On this day in 1929, U.S. and Canadian authorities agreed to divert some of the Niagara River flow to slow the process. In 1950, the two countries actually defined how much water should be allowed over the falls to maintain their natural appeal. Excess flow is shared between the two countries for hydroelectric power. Country music songwriter and sometimes singer, Roger Miller, was born in 1936. Miller was known for a whimsical style that bordered on novelty songs. But he was a serious songwriter. There was a story that several well-known Nashville writers would follow Miller around with a notebook. It seems he would regularly quip a witty line that could anchor a song. One such quip was the line in the Bill Anderson song that, If the wolf ever came to our back door he would have had to have brought a picnic lunch. Senator John F. Kennedy announces his candidacy for the U.S. presidency. It is commonly accepted that Kennedy was more youthful than Nixon, and his appearance at the first televised debate greatly affected the outcome. In fact, Nixon was only four years older than Kennedy, and had he won in 1960, would have been the third youngest to be elected. Theodore Roosevelt throws a monkey wrench in the works, He's the youngest to be sworn in as president, but that was due to the death of President William McKinley. It may be worth noting that Democrats have a tendency to elect young leftists. Three of the four youngest are recent Democrats, Kennedy, Clinton, and Obama. President Grant was the fourth, a Republican, and one of the few war generals to become president. President Nixon signs a bill lowering the maximum speed limit on the nation's highways to 55 miles per hour. The idea was to save gasoline. That was needed due to the OPEC countries embargoing the United States. First off, we should have taken a clue. The OPEC countries do not like us, even after the fact the U.S. and Britain largely built their oil industries. Secondly, we should do everything we can to be energy independent. This was 1974. With world oil prices high, a few years later, President Carter institutes a windfall profits tax to abuse the oil companies. A national speed limit is not within the scope of the federal government. It is not specifically listed in the Constitution, so it's left to the states. How this works is sometimes known as the golden rule. He with the gold rules. The states are drunken on federal tax dollars, and the feds just say, Do this or we won't give you money. And usually the states fall into line. The World Health Organization reports it will classify gaming addiction as a mental health condition four years ago. This may be the case as many addictive behaviors act on the same brain chemistry and there appears to be a genetic connection. But note the behaviors in society we can claim are a condition and which ones we're not allowed to suggest may be. That's history and comment for the second day of January. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.